Welcome into another edition of the Southern Conference podcast on southernpigskin.com. Robbie Ross joined by Pete Yanity, WSPA Channel 7 and Spartanburg Sports Director. And uh, Pete, uh, how you doing this week? Pretty. Uh, how's the weather up there? Nice and chilly? It's chilly, but it's very nice. Uh, beautiful part of the country in the fall, the state of South Carolina. Absolutely, it is, and um, I guess the main topics here this week uh, that we can discuss, um, really, Wofford uh, has been in the driver's seat uh, pretty much all year long, albeit by, you know, finding ways to win. They did it again last week against Chattanooga, um, a big, big win for them to stay in the in the in the driver's seat to now put them in a position this week against VMI to not only clinch a, a share of their fifth SoCon title but also the automatic bid uh, into the FCS playoffs and the committee released their top 10 again for the second time last night and they are sitting in the spot there at number seven I believe what that would gain them uh, a top five a top eight seed and a buy in the first round. Yeah, that would be just really something for Mike Ayer's crew. Keep in mind, a lot of folks look at Wofford and they see them up there and they may think, wow, look at them, you know, the little engine that could. They've, they've been able to, uh, you know, overcome the odds so many times. But this was the first year they were ever picked to win the league title in the preseason. So they are delivering on that expectation. Uh, I think that's fascinating. Um, and, and, again, by a razor's edge, uh, eight wins, five of them by four points or less. I challenge you to find any other team in the country that has five wins by four points or less and is having the kind of season Wofford's having. Yeah, absolutely. And last week, a 24-21 win in uh, double overtime uh, against Chattanooga at home where Chattanooga, you know, they're they're kind of finding themselves a little bit uh, here in the later part of the season, although they've only won two games, but posed a huge challenge. And like you said, you know, if those five games went the other way, Wofford's looking at being – uh, you know, three and six instead of uh, eight and one right now. And there have been seasons when Wofford's had games uh, go the other way. Uh, this is all, uh, they say in sports, everything balances out. I think this is a great example of that. But uh, Chattanooga is a team that I think has kind of grown along. This, For a lot of reasons, this was going to be a transition year for them, probably more uh, significant than they maybe thought. But I think it'll be interesting to see if, if maybe this late run here is, is kind of them, you know, Maybe this last month of the season has really been the first month of their 2018, so to speak. And uh, Wofford has VMI uh, this week uh, on the road, though. And uh, VMI has played opponents, I'm not going to say close, but tougher at home up in Lexington than they have on the road. Where, But, you know, in that is a mental situation for the visiting team saying oh gosh we got to go all this way we got to f- sledge around and, and and just get in and get out uh, that's kind of how you know western handled it i believe sanford went up there and they won by 26 to 7 so not really dominating fashion uh, but what does wofford have to do this week to make sure they don't have a hiccup and pretty much in my opinion clinch a top eight seed because i don't think as long as they don't get absolutely obliterated Coastal Carolina style in Columbia next week, uh, I think they're going to be fine with that game not even really coming into play. Yeah, I would think that that'll be one that they'll, uh, the committee will just uh, wipe away um, regardless of the outcome. Uh, you know, it's, it's sadly, it's just simple. Score eight points on Saturday. Virginia uh, military is averaging uh, under eight points a game, and I think that tells a big 
kind of team that travels well because, again, the defense they play, that that really hasn't slumped and, and doesn't look to slump. And yeah, their offense is such that, you know, they just kind of do what they do. And they, they've, it's interesting that I think it's safe to say Wofford will at the very least either win the championship outright or share it. Um, it's safe to say that, you know, the option is alive and well in the SOCON because the Citadel shared the title a few years ago and then won it last year and, uh, and now Wofford, a team with a lot of the same similar principles. So it's going to, you know, those around the country and FCS are going to take up and, uh, you know, notice that whatever read option they're doing, they might want to do even more of that. And it's a good thing that uh, Wofford does run the option because that means hopefully a quicker game tomorrow, kickoff at 1.30, and, oh, by the way, you got to get done by dark because there are no lights at Memorial Stadium no. in Lexington. Yeah, that's always fascinated me. I mean, wow. Uh, that's, that is uh, always an interesting uh, aspect of all that. And I've, I've just wondered if in the heat, because, you know, even in the, the mountains of Virginia, it can get hot still in September. And if they're playing one of those early afternoon games or, you know, mid-afternoon games in September, they just wonder, you know, maybe we need to go ahead and get that capital project together. Well, it just kind of, you know, it kind of, balances out with the way you know you got an 0 10 football team maybe they're saying you know we're not going to put that much money into it but that's a whole other story um no. for another time but um four teams ranked this week Wofford at eight Furman moving up slowly still somehow or another not ranked in the coaches poll which is the biggest joke I think in in college football Western Carolina at 22 and Sanford at 16. I'm referencing the stats.com media poll uh, because I don't really even pay attention to that coach's poll. No, I just think it's, you know, folks just aren't paying attention. And who's ever doing the coach's poll, whether the coaches or the SIDs, they're just not paying attention to what Furman's been able to do. And not only the six-game winning streak, but just their, their other two losses are against the conference leader by one point when they decided to go for two, and the uh, and an Elon team that's very good uh, in its league and has been very good this year by three points, that they led by ten with about, what, less than five, or about uh, midway through the fourth quarter. So, um, yeah, it's, they're just not paying attention. All, all that matters is what that committee does and ranks. Now, I still think, though, that Furman has been playing playoff games each week because I think they're going to have to be eight and three uh, overall to be able to get in. Um, because let's just assume Wofford takes care of business on Saturday, then obviously, you know, Furman uh, can at best, quote-unquote, share the league title, but Wofford would lock off the automatic bid. And again, I'm always a believer, and, and I know the league doesn't look at it like this in most conferences, so I'm a believer if you've got two teams with the same number of losses, the team that beat the other team should be declared the league champ because they won the championship game, if you will. But anyway, um, but I think Furman is still in playoff mode. I think Sanford can still get in there. I don't think the Citadel has a chance. Uh, I don't think, uh, I think Western might have been eliminated by Furman. They're probably the other peripheral team for the playoffs uh, at this point. I don't think anyone else is going to be able to, to make a late run to get in. Yeah, I, you've been of the opinion all year that it's a three at best team, a bid league. I think that there's, I think that the committee still may look at the SOCON as a potential four-bid league, but that entails Furman winning out and entails Western Carolina winning this week and playing close with North Carolina next week, and it, and it means Sanford. Well, I think the Sanford-Furman game may be the balancing act 
But I think the loser of that one still may be able to get in with four losses. Perhaps with, with the expanded field, perhaps. I, I just, I honestly think in, in the same vein that Herman's not getting more respect, not only getting, not only getting any respect from the coaches' polls, but they're still probably lower than they should be in the other polls. Um, I think that there's still this stigma that when Wofford wins the league, and this is just, I'm just making an inference here. When Wofford wins the league, oh, that must mean the league's not very strong. I, I just think that that's probably the national perception. If that little old, you know, liberal arts college with only 1,200 students can win the league, well, that means the league's not strong. Whereas, like, if a Chattanooga wins the league, well, look at Wofford. They went 9-2. and two, You know what I mean? So yeah. we'll add them. And, wow, Sanford must be pretty good if they lost to Wofford. See what I'm saying? So, um, anyway, that, that's just kind of my, my inference. And if it's a, if it's a different type of school that's going to win the league, then I think that that helps the perception of the strength of the league. If it's a Wofford, and maybe even if a Furman were to win the league, because Furman's kind of struggled in recent years, um, I just think there's a perception out there, unfortunately. I don't know why it is. It's just, it's, it's just my, my feeling. I have no factual basis on that, but I just kind of, kind of sense it. I don't know why. Mercer uh, in Western Carolina, that's a great point, by the way. Uh, I think that there's a lot to that, and and that kind of shows because Samford's still getting a lot of love in the in the coaches poll at number fourteen and sixteen in the media poll, the second highest ranked team. Although they've struggled uh, to win games that they've won, and then they've had a couple of losses that you kind of scratch your head about. Um, but they're still getting a lot of love, and I think there's some credence to what you say uh, about the Wofford and Furman. Maybe I don't want to say stigma, but maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I, I just think there's a certain perception perception and you know the league is so good when you watch it um yeah i think folks would have a different opinion uh, if they they watched it on a regular basis getting to the uh the, the rest of the games this week as we take a look at the socon here on southernpigskid.com mercer travels up to cullowee in western carolina and this is a must win game for western carolina and uh it was a must win last week when they went down to the citadel Western Carolina, that is, and got a big win against the Citadel. And what was an elimination game? Because uh, you think that in order for the Citadel to get in now, they would have to finish at 7-4, and four, beating Furman and then Clemson, which uh, that's probably more than likely not going to happen. So that was an elimination game. But Western uh, needs to win, uh, and I think needs to really win consi- uh, in a big margin at home against Mercer, who all of a sudden has not been able to find their offense now. Yeah, um, it's just kind of a, a, a weird deal in that respect. I, I think Western is uh, is poised to have that game at home. I, I, I like them. I like with them. I was surprised though, in looking at the top ten in rushing this week, that uh, Detrez Newsom hasn't uh, isn't in the top ten in rushing. I thought he'd, he'd be the guy who led the league, unless I read that wrong. And and you know, you never know. There might be some some injury issues that, that crop up that have limited him uh, here and there, but. Uh, I think Western's in, in pretty good shape to win that game, and I think Western's going to give North Carolina all they want because even though North Carolina won on Thursday night in Pittsburgh to finally end their losing streak and get an ACC win, um, I just think that, that you know North Carolina's not going to be all that interested in that game. There aren't going to be that many people in the stands, and I think Western's going to be able to hang around that game. But I think Western's a, a still a very dangerous team. Yeah, you mean, absolutely. You mentioned Trez Newsom, and he's not, as you said, in the top ten rushing. But I will say this: he needs only sixty-seven yards in the remaining two, potentially three games or more, 
to become the first Western Carolina Catamount to rush for at least 1,000 yards in three consecutive seasons. So quite an accomplishment for him if he could yeah. manage to get 67 yards. Yeah, with the guys they've had at running back over the years, that's a huge, uh, a huge achievement. ETSU travels to Samford, and uh, another individual story, Devlin Hodges, uh, last week went over 10,000 yards career of total offense to be, I believe, the only the fourth player in league history to do that. And he needs, I think, something like 600 yards in his remaining two games to uh, join the 10,000-yard career passing total only the third player in SoCon to do that so a lot of individual accolades ahead of Devlin Hodges um, but they need to win football games they need to win two football games to make sure that they can stake a claim in a, an FCS playoff bid and, and ETSU has been able to um, throw be a thorn in some team sides this year but mainly at home not really on the road true and I think that they're just in a situation where they're, they're still limited offensively. I thought they'd maybe improve a little bit more offensively this year. I don't necessarily think they have. Um, and I, they don't have enough defense to stop Hodges and that crew. And then the big game in the league uh, this week, the Citadel at Furman, uh, the big rivalry. I've, I've read that uh, they're taking 11 buses of cadets up to Greenville tomorrow for the game. And uh, so Citadel's going to travel. Citadel still wants to finish with a winning record. Um, and they have the opportunity to clinch that tomorrow. And Furman, of course, after the week off, healing some people up with some bumps and bruises uh, and uh, looking to move forward to win two games in a row uh, to share their league record 14th title. Yes, and, you know, this is another one of those games that could be done in two and a half hours based on the way Furman's been able to run the ball. Though Clay Hendricks will, uh, will often uh, – jump into the question of uh, how great they're running and, and note they are remaining a very balanced offense. Um, again, I think that the Citadel is going to be, a, this is going to be a tough matchup for Furman, just like Wofford was and would be if they played them later in the year too. I, this is a really interesting kind of game and it's kind of, we're going to see if a Furman defense that really started to pick up the pace this year and do a better job pressuring quarterbacks, if they uh, will be able to, to pound it, uh, against that running game. I think that's going to be the key matchup in this game. Furman's run defense on the Citadel's run offense, which is almost always the case when you play the Citadel anyway. Quickly, we'll go through and make our picks. Uh, first, Wofford at VMI. I'll go first. I think the Terriers uh, obviously get it done and put themselves in a great position to get a seed in the FCS playoffs when they announce the pairings next Sunday. Yep, I think Wofford uh, will win. And again, in my book, should declare themselves SOCON champs uh, outright at that point. But I don't make the rules. But Wofford will roll in this one. I agree with that. Mercer at Western Carolina, give you the first pick there. This series, Western Carolina leads it 2 1. So uh, <laughs> a very uh, young series since Mercer uh, started back football. Yeah, and they had quite a shootout up there a couple of years ago. Last year, Mercer kind of took control of the game and it's kind of warmed down. I think Western wins at home. Uh, this year, and again, Mercer, just kind of a, a slow growth. I don't know if they'll say this year was improved over last year, but I, I just, I think Western's going to have too much for them. Yeah, I'm going to take Western Carolina as well. I think they are um, peaked and prime and prime to make a run into their first playoff bid since since they went to the championship game in '83. It's ETSU at Samford. You're, uh, I'm going to go with the homestanding Bulldogs as they have their eyes set on a season-ending showdown with Furman next week. Samford wins this one. I think Sanford will win this one as well. I think uh, they'll have too much offense, and uh, 
they will uh, roll to a win in this one. And the big one in the league this week, Citadel at Furman. Your pick, sir. Boy, this is a good one. This is a really tough one to pick uh, for me. I think, though, Furman has got it going. Again, I'd feel better about Furman if they weren't coming off an open week. I just think yeah. they had one of those little grooves going. But uh, I think Furman's going to protect the uh, the castle and uh, and set things up for one heck of a game at Sanford the following week. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Paladins, too, to, to win their seventh game in a row. Um, seventh, right? Yeah, it'll be seven in a row. That'll be seven in a row, yep. And uh, set up another a, a huge showdown next week for, for all the marbles for both those teams and what would be an elimination game potentially if Western Carolina continues to win. So uh, we don't differ, but uh, we look forward to another great of uh, college football this weekend in the SOCON. Pete, thanks so much, as always. Always my pleasure. Thank you. I'm Robbie Ross. This has been the Southern Conference Podcast on southernpigskin.com.